In this episode, we talk about the power of one-to-one -one sales videos and video sales letters. Plus, we share some hacks from LinkedIn experts that work well for them. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to the Inbound Buds Podcast, episode 124. My name is Tony Cow, and I'm joined by my co-host, Moby Sadiq. How you going, Tony? You all right? Yeah, good. Did I get it right, Moby? What, my name? <laughs> yeah. I would like to think so. At this point in time, you can get my name right. No, no, the introduction. That's fine, man. That's perfect. How have you been? Awesome, man. Awesome. Great, great to share some uh, LinkedIn news, some Google news, some TikTok news uh, in our featured episode, our uh, featured topic for today. So I can't wait to get into it. But on that note, what do we got with our news buzz this week? Um, our first one is how to remove personal information from search results with the Google app. So Google has this um, app, right? They call it the Google app and you can it's a personal information removal tool. So basically, uh, Moby, is apparently there's a lot of personal information out there on the you know, internet. There's you know, government IDs, there's personal information, credit card, bank statements. It's all on the internet. And I didn't know about this, but Google made an app where you can remove all those personal information only through that app. But that's quite scary. I I was I didn't even know we needed this tool. <laughs> yeah. Like why the hell do I need a tool to remove my personal information? But I guess it's there, right? Like there might be websites out there that share. I mean, credit cards just scary. Like that just shouldn't be out there. But even just, you know, say you send your bank uh, an ID as a PDF and then they upload it on their server and that server is indexable. Then mm -hmm. maybe people can find your stuff. So I'm glad that they have this tool. So if you have any personal information about yourself that you're scared, you can use this uh, removal tool. Uh, I'm scared that we have to have this tool, but it goes to show like your information isn't private out there and you have to be careful. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're getting spam calls or anything to, to do with your personal information, you know, download the app and apparently it'll help you. Um, next, next news buzz, voice search. What is it and how does it work? So... Moby, how many times have we spoke about something, jujitsu, most most of the times, and all of a sudden we see ads about, you know, that particular topic? Like it happens all the time, right? So if search paid search ads are, you know, like recording us and presenting data, we gotta think about, you know, the search uh, voice search optimization uh, area of the you know industry, right? So basically it's a new industry, people are going through it, you know, like um, not many companies are, you know, like uh, preparing for it. But, you know, we can talk to Siri, we can talk to, you know, Amazon's uh, Echo, I think. Ale oh, is it Alexa? Oh, sorry, Alexa. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's all right. And we can do, you know, voice searches, right? Like, um, you know, restaurants, whatever, like how do I find things? So it's very important that we get our, you know, businesses optimized for voice search. And most of it has to do with just the general you know, SEO tips, right? So you got the Google you know, business page profiles, update your information, create an FAQ you know, page you know, with information, keyword research, do a lot of keyword research and make it relatable, you know, um, make sure that what you're producing out there can be searched on. And also mobile friendly, I think that's a nice um, thing you know, to look at. But the fifth one that we talk a lot about is uh, produce content, lots of content. 
So, you know, that's going to help being searched more, not just on the search bar, but also with the voice searches as we grow and we become more, you know, automated and lazier. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Tony, you've just given some, you know, really good tips about how to optimize for voice search. And it's one of those things like in the SEO space, people have been talking about for so long, voice search, voice search, voice search. And it is growing, right? So, like by 2024, which is only two years away, digital voice assistants will reach 8.4 billion units. That's more than the world's population. Yeah. And nearly, so that this is, they only have data for America, but nearly one third of the US population has a smart speaker advice, device. Mm. So like, a, you know, Alexa or a Google thing, right? So this is one of those things and you, you touched on something. So for the longest time, SEOs have been talking about, okay, how to optimize for voice search, voice search. And there's are, there are things you can do. You can put, you know, schema tags and stuff on bits of content, but you hit the nail on the head. Like people spend too much time figuring out how to hack things and mm. what code to uh, focus on and not enough time on what you said, just produce more freaking content. So I'll, I won't harp on it now because we are going to touch about it in the Can We Fix It episode or the Can We Fix It segment later today in this episode. But producing more content that answers people's questions is going to, by nature and mm. virtue, you're going to have content where people use their Alexa device or their Google Hangout device or whatever the Google device is called. Yep. It will actually come up. So I think people can overthink it. The key is just to produce that content that's going to be optimized for voice search and just being aware that that's how people search now. Mm. So like you said, answering it in a way where it's like an FAQ style or those things. But yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn marketing hacks. So there's a lot of marketing hacks uh, for LinkedIn to be optimized, you know, to be found on, you know, lot, lots of stuff you can do out there. And I'm, I'm quite excited about this uh, topic because, yeah, you get the typical consistency and frequency of content, you know, you know, sharing your posts, you know, that helps out. But, you know, like sometimes, you know, the algorithm doesn't, you know, present your uh, posts and share it as much, right? So you don't get as much outreach. Uh, secondly, you know, just sharing insights, you know, there's all that uh, typical stuff and, you know, like, you know, typical page optimization. Like on my LinkedIn, you know, you can have multiple keywords or positions, you know, and you can get searched more. But Moby, I want to know your ideas because, you know, LinkedIn reached out to you and they needed you to, you know, you know, represent them, right, and post content. So you know a lot about this topic. Yeah, so LinkedIn was trying to create a, if, if someone's new to the show, they're trying to create a TikTok page for Australia. So they reached out to me and a bunch of other influencers. To be honest, I was like the smallest one. Like I had like F all reach compared to these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they, they used me for that. Um, but anyway, so, you know, uh, what Tony's referring to, this, this post came out and, you know, some LinkedIn professionals were sharing their tips. And I agree with a lot of it. You know, there's stuff there around live streaming, which I guess, you know, can help. Uh, there was a comment here in this article that talks about the fact that, you know, he said, like, I've exploited everything I can to my advantage, but all my leads come from personal accounts, not company accounts. And which is really, really true on LinkedIn. It's about a personal brand and it doesn't matter how good your brand is the representatives of that brand are always going to get a lot more cut through and engagement and dare I say leads than a company page will. That's just the way LinkedIn is. It's a per, it's a person to person type of network. So I'm not saying you shouldn't optimize your company pages, but all that fulfillment comes from personal. So one thing that we do, um, which you can you know look us up if we're in Australia or if you're somewhere else, you know, use someone else, but we'll actually train people on uh, two components. One actually, 
building their personal brands, like how they actually create personal, like me, I post three to five times per week on my LinkedIn, right? Because I know like it's for free. Like why wouldn't you post on LinkedIn? Hmm. You're just punching out content. The reach is incredible. Second only to TikTok. Why wouldn't you put out stuff for free that mm. you're an expert on? You know what I mean? But um, we are talking about this before we started recording. The thing on LinkedIn, like I was, at, I was at an event last week where I was a panelist and this university student said to me, look, Moby, I actually follow you and you put stuff out. How do you get over the hurdle of not saying the wrong thing or embarrassing yourself? And, I, I, and it's interesting that this young you know, woman asked me this, even like 40, 50-year-olds struggle with this, like, how do I get over the hurdle of putting something out and not embarrassing myself? Uh, and little does she know that everyone actually, that's one of the biggest problems people have. I struggle with that. Yeah, well, yeah. You struggle, I struggled with that before I started. But the thing you have to remember on LinkedIn, it's not about appearing to be smart. You're not trying to like, oh, you know, I'm putting, I'm teaching people things. That's actually not the stuff that even re- uh, resonates. The stuff that resonates on LinkedIn is rela- relatability, mm. right? So people want your relatability, your experience with something. So even if you're a student, even if you're early in your marketing career, you might be like, look, you know, I discovered the art of using personas or I discovered the art of creating content marketing strategy. This is what worked for us. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you guys think? Or, you know, I'm struggling balancing my work and my life. Like people complain, oh, you know, LinkedIn is it's turning into Facebook. Uh, yeah, if Facebook was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's about sharing relatable stories, your experiences. It's not about appearing smart. So I think when people get that out of their heads, that I don't need to be an expert on LinkedIn to uh, post something. You don't have to be smart or a thought leader to post something. And it's more about sharing your experiences. I think that's when the penny drops and, they, and people start creating content. So that's mm-hmm. definitely definitely a key thing there. Fantastic insight. Duracell uh, calls on tech, de- uh, tech geeks to energize new tiktok page so you know the company batteries you know duracell you know i think they're the ones with the bunnies and stuff that advertise all over the you know on tv they're looking for tiktok creators to help them you know energize that page and i find this interesting because linkedin approached moby to try help their tiktok and energize their <laughs> yeah we've page. established that yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so i'm not a, i'm not a tech guy right so this is quite interesting now, I actually think that we we're talking about this before, and it's only dawned on me now that Duracell, because how much are they offering? They're I think like, it's like $15,000. $15,000, right? Yeah. Tony, think about this. So I went through this process myself, right? Where LinkedIn, but LinkedIn didn't necessarily reach out to me. They went to a big, uh, like a creative agency, right? Yeah. They reached out to a creative agency. And then that creative agency reached out and tried to, tried to find a bunch of influencers, and then they reached out to me. So this is very normal and common. So this what like the caliber or size of businesses that Duracell plays in, they use agencies for their strategy and to find the influencers. Mm. Duracell freaking knows that. This is a PR play, man. Interesting. Th- th- that's what this is. This is a PR play. This is a PR play from Duracell to say, hey, we're giving away $15,000 to five creators. That's what this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're not actually using this for the creators. They already know the creators they're going to pick, right? They already know who they're going to pick. I promise yeah. you. This is just as a PR thing. Now, this is quite interesting. So, normally brands don't do it like that, but kudos for them for getting a bit more free PR and doing it this way. What I would recommend if a brand was looking to do this, like if you're a big brand like Duracell, then you reach out to someone who already has, you wouldn't reach out to me because I'm a marketer. I, I have access and I guess, or I guess I'm sort of trying to build my brand or thought leadership in the world of digital marketing. I'm not a tech guy. Mm. But you'd approach someone like Marquez Brownlee 
who is the world's biggest tech influencer out there yep. um, for a bit of, you know, for a bit of, I guess, uh, just credibility, credibility, yeah. a bit of weight, you know what I mean? Someone like that. Now, the question is, you know, you might not be as big as uh, Duracell to afford a Marcus Brownlee. There's also the concept of micro-influencers. And a lot of people think that getting like 10 micro-influencers is actually a lot more effective than big influencers. And actually, there's a lot of data to suggest using micro-influencers who might only have 1,000 or 10,000 followers or, you know, maybe mm. around that 10,000 follower mark is actually more effective than getting an influencer because people know those influencers are influencers and they don't have that much weight as all these micro-influencers. Mm. Now, this is a good opportunity for smaller brands. Now, this is a really good segue. A new thing came out on, and the only reason why I know is, is someone reached out to me where you can reach out to creators. So, for example... I opened up my TikTok two days ago and it said I had an offer for 150 US to do a post for them. And it's like an AI writing tool, right? Mm. And they said, oh, you know, maybe we'll pay you $150 to put one post out. Now, I'm really busy. So, I just reply back with $500 US and I'll do it, right? Now, I'm not trying to be a diva. I actually don't really care whether I do that or not, right? I'm not trying to make $150 here or there. Yeah. But the point is TikTok has a marketplace, yeah. right? And they've done this before everyone else. They've done this before Instagram, Facebook. You had to use third-party apps, right? You had to use like uh, Tribe app, for mm. example, to find influencers. TikTok's put it natively in their app where you can go and you can say, I want someone in tech. I want someone in marketing. I want mm. someone in luggage or, or furnishings. And who comes up? Okay, these 10 people come up. I'm going to offer them 150 US each. It's genius. Mm. It's actually genius. But for our listeners, what it means is if you're looking for influencers, you can find a bunch of influencers, you know, from their search and you can go from there. So that's how I would do it. That's, man, thanks for the insight. That's amazing. I will take $150. So, you know, if you have come to me. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps it up for News Buzz. Moving on, Featured Buzz, the ultimate video sales strategy. So we're going to talk about one-to-one -one sales video and we're going to talk about you know videos for the mass and this is interesting right mobs yeah so video i mean everyone knows at this point if you're listening to this you found out four years ago video is important like so we don't need to talk about that the fact that you know there's really two categories of videos though there's like the one-to-many like you say you put it on your youtube pages your website pages you know it's it's one-to-many you know it could be anything from a product reveal to a how-to to a talking head video in this video we're going to be talking about abc that's quite known. But one of the, what I want to talk, talk about more is the one-to-one -one video. It's highly underutilized and highly unleveraged, to be honest. And what it essentially is, is using one-to-one -one video in sales. So for example, we do this a lot at Red Pandas and we coach and train a lot of our clients to do this. If I send you a proposal, Tony, right? You're wanting to buy digital marketing and I send you a proposal. And I've done a pitch and I've like showed you all our value proposition and I've got you excited. I am now relying on you to communicate to your boss, your stakeholders, your business partners, whoever's part of that steering committee to make a buying decision. I'm relying on you to communicate it to them like I did to you. And you're mm. not going to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like our prospects are never going to communicate to whoever needs approval, you know, compared to us. Yeah. So what, what happens then, one of the things that happens is people compare you on price. So if you can make their job easier to relay how much value you're going to provide them via a video, they're going to share that. 
that's going to make the job easier. So I don't just send a proposal. If I'm sending a proposal to a client, I'm going to send a proposal. I'm going to do a one-to-one -one video using my webcam. Nothing fancy, no lights, no none of that stuff. Just my normal webcam and say, hey, Tony, I sent you this proposal. I wanted to point out three key things. One, you mentioned you had an issue with converting more sales and leads. So we've got this here for you. The second thing you mentioned here, the third thing there, here is where you sign. Let me know if you have any issues. So I've given you an exact summary for my proposal. So it's more personal, more unique. It's more oh, personal, more unique. Yeah, right. Now that is just one context of one-to-one -one sales video. The other thing that has to be used is pre-sales, you know, using something called assignment selling. So one of the, the difference between a good salesperson and a bad salesperson is a bad salesperson will call you up and say, I'm just following up. How did you go with my proposal? I'm just following up. How did you go with my email? I'm just mm. following up. I'm just following up, the, you know, People know you're trying to sell to them. You're not adding any value. A good salesperson, on the other hand, every time they reach out, they're offering you value, right? So we're going to talk about content a little bit later, but they're like, hey, Tony, I just wanted to send you this article on a five-point paid ad audit. I noticed you're running Facebook ads. I think that you could really benefit from some of the, the, the data here. That's it. Mm. That's it, full stop. Not I will call you next week and find out how you went with it. Not let me know what you think. Not... Buy, I'll buy your coffee because coffees aren't that freaking expensive. You know, mm. that line does not work. Let's <laughs> let's catch up for a coffee. Are you serious? Like coffee's not that, that expensive. That shit hasn't worked since 2001, right? So that's valuable. Mm. So that is the idea of assignment selling where you're giving your prospect an assignment to do. Even if, say, for example, I'm an architect, right? I was talking to an architect friend of mine and I'm selling you, you come to me to buy your dream home. Hmm. right before you come to the meeting i'm going to say hey tony can't wait to meet you and your wife around your home a couple of resources i wanted to share with you here's a resource on the steps we take to make a dream home here's a resource on some of the beautiful jobs that we've done now what happens when you come to the meeting like i don't have to waste my time going through that process we are closer to signing hmm. the check interesting we are closer there so Using video in follow-ups, which are not really follow-ups, you're giving people value. Using videos for proposals, using videos for pre-sales appointments, it is so under-leveraged, it drives me crazy. And it actually makes our job as marketing strategists a lot easier. We tell our clients and we train them on how to do this right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But then also one thing that you're really, really, you know, an expert on, Tony, is the video sales letter. Yeah. So explain that. And is that more of a one-to-many type of video as opposed to the one-to-one? -one? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, VSL has been done since uh, a while. You know, like a lot of it's been done, I, I would like to say, underground. But I love your know, e-com. A lot of people selling stuff online, Legion. They, you know, some of the guys that do a lot of paid media strategies and your know, works, they use what we call a video sales letter. And apparently it was being uh, invented by the godfather, uh, you know, uh, Benson, John Benson, but like, we don't know. So a VSL is very, very powerful because it helps um, and it, it just helps deliver a message, right? Where, you know, you're trying to sell something, but there's a few elements that's critical to a VSL. So, you know, like when you're advertising, you know, besides the targeting, you know, you're you're appealing to the mass audience, mm -hmm. to mass, mass market. And you're so trying, trying before to scale. you get to the elements, what? how would you expect, if someone said, what is a VSL? How would you sort of summarize that? Yep. Is so, it like, how is that different, I guess, to like a why us video on a website okay so with a video sales letter you know it is a video but it's got a sales me message and it's very tactically uh presented where it's hitting these points right so you got the it's usually like a lot to do with story based um you know like s selling they mm. use a lot of stories but secondly they use a lot of hooks strong hooks 
then use a lot of strong call to actions and a unique mechanism. So in paid ads, a lot of the VSLs that do really well have these key elements, right? A strong hook, right? They always have a strong hook or pattern interrupt just to grab the, um, the viewer's attention. But then secondly, it moves into a story, right? And we, you know, we've, we've been reading our story brands and it talks about a story and we watch movies. There's always a story, like a horror story. There's something that connects mm. with the mass audience and it just builds rapport. That's one factor that must be uh, added into a VSL. But in secondly, um, it needs, um, besides presenting a story and presenting the problems, you know, to what we face in life, right? Let's say weight loss, you know, I'm overweight. There's always a solution and what we call the unique mechanism. And that gets presented through too. It's like a USP. So, you know, I'm just going like briefly, but these factors are so effective when you combine it together with a strong call to action. And a lot of the paid media guys, you know, and companies in the industry, like specifically look at Mind Valley. Go onto the Facebook, go to the Facebook library, type in Mind Valley, look at their VSLs. It is like one of the best marketing tools out there in the industry right now that you can do using a VSLs. And Moby, you know, like I've done a lot of VSLs, you know, we've done it. We do pretty good VSLs as well, you know, like we know the breakdown and we do it really well, especially for paid ads. So yeah. like um, you can't just get up and do it. You know, there's a lot of things involved as well, but like it's, um, I personally love it. Like, you know, yeah. that's what I've been working on for the past, you know. And that story brand, you, of course, you're talking about Donald Miller's story brand, mm. you know, premise. And we can link to the show notes because I think the, one of the last episodes we did was on how to build a story brand. And the idea, of course, is that we are hardwired to stories and that's the fastest way to sell anything, actually, to communicate anything, the mm. idea of a story. So I love that. So these VSLs, rather than sort of very product or tactical base, they're telling a story like, you know, meet John. He had, uh, you know, a rising energy costs. He's got mm. a family to run and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, like he's struggling to make yeah. ends meet and he's worried about bills. And then he installed solar power. And 100%. Then, yeah, so it's actually taking that story. So it's elevating the, the pain, yeah. agitating the pain, and then solving it through a story and then saying, this is how we can help. Yeah, yeah, yeah love it. And if you yeah. see on YouTube right now, a lot of the big tech companies, you like Grammarly, you look at some of these, you know, Mindvalley, they, they, they're using it and they're scaling and that's the only way to really do it effectively, efficiently and hit your, you know, return on investment. So yeah, like it's nothing new, it's been used for a while, but like um, not many companies use it or know how to, you know, yeah. create one. Yeah, it's an opportunity, especially if you're in a market like Australia where uh, unlike the US who've done this to death, mm. you know, we can still leverage it a little bit. Okay. And yeah, that's it for our feature buzz, right? That's it. Okay, moving on. Uh, this is my favorite section. Can we fix it? Moby and Tony, can they fix it? Moby and Tony, yes, they can. So we were just saying before we recorded this episode, we really got to do something because everyone in the office or our studio, they can just see us doing these ones, but they can't actually hear the jingle, yeah. you know? And then like you guys are watching two awkward dudes just dancing to this. <laughs> you know, jingle that does make sense but anyway awesome of course so welcome to our featured i guess segment can we fix it where tony and i analyze a brand we will look at the marketing of something and and see if we, what we would do different how would we actually fix it what recommendations come to mind in, in a couple of minutes mm. so i'm just 
going to go on my screen. Who are we looking at today, Tony? Australian wholesale um, oils. Australian wholesale oils. Okay, amazing. All right, should we start with the website first or the ads? Let's look at the website. Yeah, let's look at the website. So, okay, this is actually uh, a friend of ours actually um, works here. And I won't say his name just in case he'll get embarrassed. But anyway, so um, Australian wholesalers, he, he, he works here. And these guys sell, what do they sell? Oils, essential oils. Essential oils. Um, a whole bunch of stuff. I can see, yeah, just oils, carrier oils, a whole bunch of stuff. Now, one of the things that comes to mind, I love this website. It looks so clean. You know, they've got these three USPs there. Um, the first thing I would actually do is have a self-selection tool. Now, uh, my wife, who is sitting in this office, so I have to be careful what I say, she loves essential oils. She she has an oil for a cough. Like, if you've got a pimple, she's got an oil for that. If someone looked at you funny, she's got an oil for that, right? Yeah. So, she gets this thing head to toe. But I don't, right? <laughs> so, say I was going to buy her a gift. One thing that'd be really helpful for me would be a self-selection tool. Like, so, what is that? Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of using quiz marketing principles. Mm. And the idea might be, so like I go to here, like, you know, for, or a product selector tool, right? Mm. So, I click on that and it's like, what are you looking for? You know, okay, um, I'm looking for, you know, let's see some of the, you know, they've got aromatherapy. So, it might be I'm looking for something, you know, to relax. I'm looking for something for health. I'm looking for something for pain. You might have like four icons or whatever. Oh, right. And then you click on that and then it takes you down a journey. And then by the end, the beautiful thing about this is you have products. Like your call to action is the products. Mm. So at the end, you have three or four different products that you can go through and it gives you the confidence. Because the problem is when any anything like this, where you have a lot, like a great website like this, we have a lot of products. You have that, you know, that um, uh, the paradox of choice type of thing. You get overwhelmed by so much choice. Paralysis by analysis. analysis. Yeah, yeah, analysis by paralysis type of thing happens. So that's one thing. People who know what they're looking for, fantastic and great, but we don't just want to capture them. We want to increase the conversion rate. Uh, we want to capture more and more people. So I mm. think that's definitely one thing. The other thing that I looked at is I did look at the blog. So if I go to the blog here. Now, I really like how, because I was going to say, one of the first things I say is, you know, I'll ask clients often, like, how many articles do you think you need to write for Google to give it a damn about you mm. and to actually make some results? And people always understate that. The answer is, for lack of time, it's three, three per week. So, three articles per week is that sweet spot that Google really likes, the mm. algorithm really likes. It actually... I don't know what it is, but something that we've seen, our, our business partners at Impact have seen, it's not two, it's not one, four or five is a little bit harder, three is like the sweet spot. And part of that is because you need to develop a habit of content, mm. you need to get really good at content. Now, anyway, I digress. These, issue, these guys don't have that issue because I went pages and pages, there's a lot of content here. But what I would talk about here is maybe, you know, if I had more time, I'd evaluate whether they're covering the big five. Mm. So, the big five is the five types of content that push the needle that people look for when they're making a purchasing decision. They're about to pull out their wallet. They're looking for these types. Uh, one of the types is best. And I noticed they do have best, five best carrier oils for essential oils. Amazing. That's great. How, you know, that's a how-to. That's really good. But another type is versus. Versus. That's another type of content we look for when we're looking to buy something. So maybe this oil versus that oil. Mm. Another type is problems. So maybe the problems with a particular type of oil, mm. right? Uh, reviews. So review content will be great. You know, like whether they're reviewing their own content, yeah. their own oils, a competitor, a competitor's oils, uh, that type of stuff is really good. And what I talk about best, 
comparisons Compa- so we were, and review oh, so reviews comparison best cost so oh, yeah, cost, with, yeah. with a b2c site like this cost is sort of just implied mm. but um there's no reason why someone couldn't do like you know the cost of living an essential life with essential oils type mm. of thing so they're the things that come to mind um apart from that oh yes i did have another idea i think so content they've got down pat written content but uh, I'd love to see more video content. Mm, right. I'd love to see more video content. Now, a really good example that I, I often give in this space is uh, bulk nutrients, right? Um, uh, I obviously am not taking their products because I'm not, you know, I don't look like some of the people on this website. You smell nice. <laughs> I smell nice, but I don't need to take protein for that. But anyway, bulk nutrients, what they do for almost every single product. Now, there's a lot happening on this page. I don't have time to analyze the page right now. A lot of good stuff too. But they have videos, right? So here is a video. Um, we're on the product page for WPI, a whey protein isolate. And if I play this video, it would so it's a 43 second video, mind you. Mm. So they would have smashed out 30 of these in like a day. Mm. You know what I mean? We're gonna talk about WPI, we're gonna talk about WPC, BCAA, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it, it does so many things. Like it, it's such a trust builder to see this stuff, to see people from their brand wearing their logo like the production quality isn't crazy this is something mm. they could have been coached on internally and never needed to spend thousands of dollars on this ongoing yeah. but it's it's good enough you know it's more than good enough but also it's not crazy out there as well so there's sort of three things that come to mind self-selection tool looking at big five content and i'd love to see a lot more videos like a lot of product-based benefit-based videos to break up and supplement a lot of their written content mm. Great, cool. great stuff. What did you have? You had some, I think you analyzed some of their ads. Yeah. Um, even incorporating some of the um, big five, you can use it for paid ads. And like looking at the ads, they're good. They're nice, you know, they're clean. Uh, they look very professional. But, you know, on uh, Facebook, you know, you can't just be too linear. Um, you have to go into, you know, different areas like more videos, you know, the strategies you can do, you know, to get more engagements. But specifically you know i like to see more like maybe influencers mm. or ugc you know user generated content yep, ugc content um, yep. get a little bit tactical like even using the the big five movies on like pain points um you know like you know comparisons uh you know all that sort of stuff oh, that right so about. take that big five content and do it as an ad like yeah. the best essential oil for blah or yeah. this versus this yeah yeah because yeah. you're giving you know more dynamic um yeah, and different angles that you can approach it you know because like with static ads on Facebook, they can die out and get your know, banner blindness and Facebook's going to punish you. So, you know, we've got to keep it clean and refresh and relatable. Mm. That's very important. And, yeah. you know, like it's, we, we want to see, you know, like you see in TikTok and some of the, you know, Facebook, it has to be relatable. There has to be someone in there using it, you know. That's what people want to see, you know what I mean? And what's it used for, right? Yeah, humanize it. Yeah, yeah so humanize they're, it. they're doing a little bit here, the three essential oils to remove and kill mold. That's like a really best type. Yeah. Um, but you're right, it's... It's something that we saw when we did the fitness playground one too. There's a lot of polish. Mm. It seems very producty. So, like you say, adding that UGC, having humans in this, maybe someone applying it. I think it adds a lot more relatability. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the biggest um, trap that a lot of people, uh, sorry, a lot of companies fall into is they think the you know the videos and the images has to be professional. We're we're on Facebook. People want to see relatable mm. things. So, like you know, using just um not cheap quality but lower quality is just good enough you know for your ads and stuff yeah um, what else do you have moving on to google shopping and by the way we are obviously sharing our screen and looking at this if you want to see me and tony's heads and what we're looking at go to redpandas.com.au forward slash ep 
one, two, four. But um, but yeah, for those listeners, you can just follow along. But yeah, so now we're looking at Google Shopping ads, essentially. Yeah. So Google Shopping ads, um, you know, specifically it's the images, you know, that help with the click-through rate. So testing the images um, is a tactic that we do at Red Pandas where for Google Shoppings, we like to test a lot of different uh, images, you know, because every image will produce a different click-through rate. So that's something to try. Um, also trying different headlines and, you know, uh, you know different um yeah, you can do, get very uh, tactical with the headlines as well and with pricing and, you know, because there's different uh, multiple uh, versions of it. So, yeah, there's lots of things that you can do with shopping just to optimize that I would see, you know. So, there's you know, room for improvement and there's money on the table just looking mm. at that. So, you know, so we're looking at these nice product images. What would you do differently in terms of some um, images? Well, I'll like with the, uh, let's say this image here, right? Yeah, we can try a different image or we can put a background like, um, you know, for example, they're, they're putting like a background with a, you know, a tree at the back. You know, we should try different ah, okay. stuff. So these are ads. Yeah, they're right? ads too. These are ads here. See, so these... you typed in the straight. So they're not running Google Shopping ads right now. Yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Okay, yeah. right. And um, yeah, just looking at it, you know, it's just testing the image. See, it's on a white background. Maybe try on the gray background or like a blue background or something, you know, that just captures the attention. Yeah, mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, we do that. And that usually determines a lot of the click-through rate. Um, yeah, there's you know a lot of things that simply you can do that people forget about when you they think they just upload and that's it. You know, Google's going to do the rest, but you still got to monitor and manage the uh, sh- you know, shopping campaigns. Okay, awesome. And yeah, that's fair. That it. Just something basic, you know, that we give. <laughs> don't want to get too tactical yeah, it's today. Yeah, stuff. Obviously, we, we could go to death on this. Um, but yeah, okay, awesome. So I think that's all we've got time for. Um, any passing thoughts from yourself? No, thank you for listening today. Awesome, guys. We'll join you again. For another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.